On today's Hot Sheet, I'm discussing housing starts, homebuilder confidence dropping to its lowest point since January 2023, and investors changing their strategy in response to mortgage rates. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hot Sheet starts now. Good morning and welcome back here to the hot sheet. Uh, if you're in the live stream, please let me know in the live chat which market you're tuning in from. I'm up here in my Connecticut studio here for another day or two. Actually, I think two more days up here. Hope you're doing well. And if you'd like to get the most out of all of our content at BAM, uh, consider joining BAMX. I have a link below and I have a 10% discount code for you. It's code HOT. They use code HOT when you sign up for BAMX to get 10% off, get access to all of our downloads from the hot sheet each and every single day, all of our courses, all our extra content, as well as our private community. Okay, let's jump into uh, what builders are up to. We talked about builders a little bit yesterday, having the clear advantage on these rate buy downs. And with where inventory is, you think they would just keep cranking out new builds, but builders are being very conservative, maybe learning their lesson after the GFC. They're not building near the rate that we need them to, nor are they building at the rate needed to actually make up for the lack of inventory that we have. We're anywhere between two on the low side to 7 million homes short of supply and building uh, permits uh, have just been seasonally adjusted down on a 4.4% decrease revised from the August rate. So in August, uh, the seasonally adjusted rate of uh, building permits for privately owned housing units uh, was 1.54 million. And uh, now we are at 1.473 million. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's also a 7.2% from September 2022 rate of 1.588 million. Single family authorizations, though, did increase 1.8% to 965,000. Okay, so privately owned housing starts in September. So building permits and starts, two different categories here. Starts were seasonally adjusted to 1.358 million. This is a 7% increase from the revised August estimate of 1.269, but it's also 7.2% lower than where we're at in September 2022. So year over year, you see that uh, permits and starts are down. Starts are up month over month. Uh, single family housing starts uh, did see a 3.2% increase overall month over month uh, to 963,000. Housing completions now, how many of these are actually coming online? In September privately owned housing completions were at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.453 million, marking a 6.6% increase from the revised August estimate. This rate is also 1% higher than completion rate in September of 2022. So they're getting these onto the market right now as they seize the opportunity, they being builders. Uh, we'll put these downloaded slides here for all of our BAMX members in the hot sheet daily download section. You see here building permits, housing starts, and housing completions all relatively in that 1.4 uh, plus or minus range. The next release here on these numbers will be on November 17th. Uh, and here you see the chart for permits, starts, and completion, all running in line with each other. 
permits and starts obviously uh way down from 2020 and 2021 levels biggest um biggest issue that we have obviously on any of these is the price point the, the average price point on new construction is higher than the median price point across america and in almost every single market so while we're bringing in more new construction a lot of it is not affordable for the buyers who are looking right now in this uh unaffordable market that we live in new housing starts the unit started in the u.s uh you can see here how much more they were building back in 2003 to 2007 range now during those years they overbuilt um so i don't think anybody's looking for builders to overbuild but because of the 2008 to 2015 lack of building uh we now have a significant decrease in inventory so getting back up to those levels that they were in in 2003 to 2006 uh, would actually be a really good thing for inventory. You see the huge gap there uh, after the great financial crisis on building. Um, the numbers that we're at right now, which are you know a million on single family starts or 963,000 to be exact, and then total starts being at uh, under 1.4 million are both well below uh, where many have projected we need to be to actually meet uh, demand uh, to fill up the inventory. Single family starts would have to be closer to double about 2 million units over uh, the next four to five years. All right. Uh, so that's where builders are at on the re recent update on housing starts. Uh, how about their confidence? How are builders feeling about the market right now? Now we went through yesterday, some of them, some of the national ones are doing really well on their stocks. Their earning reports have been better than uh, almost any time in history for builders, for the national builders. And the rate buy-downs have kept uh, some of their deals moving. But when the NAHB asked all of the builders, NAHB being National Association of Home Builders, they didn't get that much confidence from everybody. The stubbornly high mortgage rates that have climbed to this 23-year high were the biggest reason for builder confidence uh, in the market for newly built single-family homes in October falling four points to 40. Now 50 is like the, the even line. 50s, you want to be above 50. And we're now down for builder confidence to 40. It's a downwardly revised September reading, according to NAHB slash Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. It's the third consecutive monthly drop in builder confidence. Uh, here's the quote from uh, one of the custom home builders in Birmingham, Alabama, member of NAHB. Builders have reported lower levels of buyer traffic as some buyers, particularly younger ones, are priced out of the market because of the higher interest rates and because these new construction homes are just priced higher than market most of the time. Higher rates are also increasing the cost and availability of builder development and construction loans, which harms supply and contributes to lower housing affordability. Now, it's not only builders seeing less traffic, if you're a listing agent, let me know in the uh, comments if you're seeing less traffic across the board, especially as those price points increase. Uh, speaking to one of the nation's biggest pickleball installers last night, actually, and he said, hey, pickleball is a hot market. Everybody, you know, th they've been on on a tear, obviously, uh, with installing pickleball, 
pickleball courts throughout the country. Um, but he's even seeing it on some of the biggest spenders on these luxury items and, and a second or third house for luxury buyers would certainly be a luxury item where they're really starting to slow down. Uh, and he anticipates that continuing into 2024. Are you seeing that in your market? Let me know uh, down below. Are you seeing the luxury price points actually start to really slow down on traffic? Um, it, again, it means you, you've got to go wider if you're an agent uh, trying to attract interest on one of your properties. Since late September, the mortgage rates, uh, they're up nearly 40 basis points. According to Freddie Mac, we're going to do a little check-in on that. We hit we hit a, uh, a really high point here yesterday. And they've uh, everything the Federal Reserve has done has really impacted these builders' confidence. Uh, NAHB Chief Economist Robert Dietz says, the housing affordability crisis can only be solved by adding additional attainable, affordable supply. Totally agree, uh, Robert. Boosting housing production would help reduce the shelter inflation component that was responsible for more than half of the CPI, which we uh, went over last week, uh, increase and aid the Fed's mission to bring inflation back to 2%. However, uncertainty regarding monetary policy is contributing to the affordability challenges in the market. This is also contributing to this very conservative approach for builders. Builders don't want to overbuild, overbuy on land, and be left holding the bag if we have an economic collapse. And there, uh, you know, a conservative approach would be, hey, Jerome Powell, what are you doing? Are you going to put the, the economy into a deep recession or actually, or are you actually going to pull off this soft landing? Back in October, 32% of builders reported cutting home prices, okay? That's actually less than the national uh, number. Remember, that's 38%. We went through that this week uh, right now across the country on all active listings. 38% are cutting prices. Builders only at 32%. Uh, so they're doing better in that category. Uh, it's, the, it's the highest rate since December 2022. So last year at the end of the year when we saw the rate same, similar to the rest of the country, that was at 35%. The rest of the country was at 42%. So off 3 or 4%, 4% for overall active listings, off 3% from the high last year on price cuts for builders. The average price discount remains at 6% off of the asking price. Meanwhile, 62% of builders provided sales incentives of all forms in October, up from 59% in September and tied with the previous high for the cycle set in uh, December 2022. And you can see here on the NAHB chart on their on their Twitter X um, where builder confidence is. It's at a uh, low point here in the lowest point in, in recent memory outside of the end of last year when it got all the way down to almost 30. Uh, and of course, during the, uh, the COVID second quarter there of 2020. Look at where they were at coming out of that end of 20, 21, 22. It was up over 80 uh, on the confidence index, really for that that bulk of the low interest rates uh, all those years. Now being below 50, which would be an even keel market. Okay, uh, that'll be available, obviously, for you, for BAMX members in the download. Um, builders, not only pulling back a little bit, but investors are pulling back, but only in certain markets. There's a lot of markets that investors are doing more in. So they're pulling back from markets like San Francisco, 
but they're diving into places like Indianapolis. Let's take a whole entire look. This is from Parcel Labs. Uh, Lance Lambert put this together in the Resi Club. Investors purchase to sale ratio as calculated by Parcel Labs. What's a purchase to sale ratio? Uh, a one would represent every home investor purchase. Okay, so you have one purchase over here. There was one investor home sale. Uh, and then, or, or one home purchase from an investor. And then over here, you have an investor selling a house. That would be one for one. An investor uh, buys a home, an investor sells a home, right? There's this belief out there that investors are buying all the homes. It's not actually true, uh, but you, you do hear some people saying that. Okay, so what is the actual ratio in certain markets? And there are markets where that isn't an even swap, buy one and sell one. They're doing more than just one-to-one -one or some markets where they're doing less. Let's take a look here, and this will be available for everybody. That's a BAMX member in the daily download for you. Uh, look at Indianapolis in August. It's a 1.72 ratio. So Indianapolis leading the pack for markets for investors saying, I want to buy more of Indianapolis. For every one investor sale, you're, they're buying 1.72 homes, almost a two-to-one ratio in Indy. Philadelphia at 1.68, Denver at 1.64, Milwaukee 1.64, New York 1.63, Nashville almost one and a half to one, uh, Charlotte 1.4, Jacksonville 1.38. This is all August numbers. You can see that this trend uh, started, though, back at the beginning of the summer for many of these markets. And it's picked up significantly in places like Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, back in February and March, it was less than one-to-one. -one. It was 0 0.92 uh, uh, sale purchases rather to every one sale. Now let's look at some of the areas that investors are seemingly getting out of and are really you know, showing that throughout the entire year. Places like San Francisco, they're only buying 0.26 homes for every one sale. So investors are getting out of San Francisco at a, a much higher rate than they would be getting into a place like Indianapolis. San Jose, they're getting the investors are getting out of there. For every 0.3 homes bought, they are selling a full home. So more investors are more likely to be selling right now on the West Coast, San Francisco, San Jose, San Diego, Sacramento, Los Angeles, Riverside, Portland, than they are to be acquiring and buying homes. And this trend has been going on all year. Chicago is also in the club there at 0.84. Phoenix at 0.86. Austin at 0.87. Las Vegas at 0.91. You have Boston at 0.92. DC at 0.92. Uh, those two markets have just gotten incredibly unaffordable. It's hard to make an investment there. Providence 0.94. Uh, Atlanta has now flipped in August to 0.95. They were up to 1.3 the month prior. Dallas and Seattle and Detroit, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh is where you almost get to a true one-to-one, -one, just over one-to-one -one in those markets. Uh, so anybody looking for an investor who wants to expand into uh, you know, some of the hottest markets, this might be a good table to show them. This is where other investors... Uh, this might just be a good starting point, right? Hey, there's a lot of investors right now that are digging into places like Indy, Philly, Denver, Milwaukee, and New York, Nashville and Charlotte and Jacksonville, Miami as well. 
Why are they digging in there? Can we get connected with an agent? Uh, can we get some more research on these markets? Maybe you're working with an investor who has a desire to go out and buy some units. Are these markets to look into? Uh, a lot of these markets here, like Indianapolis, I don't think is one of the overbuilt markets uh, for multifamily. So it might be an opportunity there uh, to be looking and investing. Places like Tampa, which is at a 1.21 right now, has a whole bunch of multifamily about to come online. This is not only going to bring rent prices down in Tampa, um, but it's all it's also going to reduce buyer traffic in Tampa. As those rent prices come down and interest rates are high, a place like Tampa is going to see more people shift out of the buyer market and into some of these rents. It's also going to bring, uh, you know, when as, as a lot of these apartments come on, these single-family investors uh, are going to have a harder time finding a tenant in places like Tampa than they've been accustomed to. It's still going to be, with a good product, uh, relatively easy to go out and do. It's just going to become more difficult. Yet in Tampa, there are still more uh, purchases happening than there are sales from investors. So long-term, investors still love that market. Okay, uh, Again, that'll be available for everybody in the daily download, as well as this uh, that Lance Lambert put out on Twitter X. And, and it goes with uh, investors here. So I want to just share it today. Amateur home flippers uh, Lance wrote on Twitter X made bank during the pandemic housing boom. Amateur home flippers. Zillow and its fancy algorithm lost hundreds of millions flipping. You may argue that um, Zillow was the amateur house flipper. Uh, they had, you know, college kids making some of these offers uh, over the phone. So I would, and as well as their algorithm, obviously, uh, I would say that Zillow lost hundreds of millions because they were actually the amateur house flipper. That that house flipper and investor that might be you in your market, you you probably would argue you're you're not an amateur house flipper. Uh, there are a homes a few minutes from me that Zillow bought in 2020 and sold in 2021 at a loss. I think we've all seen that. Keep in mind that 2021 obviously was the uh, hottest price for home price appreciation. And uh, look at this look at this chart. Zillow, Zillow's quarterly uh, revenues here versus uh, the quarterly net income, and that's really what they're showing is that net income loss there in the in the years that they were flipping homes. So investing right now is not easy for uh, everybody. It wasn't easy for Zillow during during their run. Uh, and it's getting harder for home flippers right now. And so being cautious of where you buy, what number you buy at, and what's the competition going to look like once you go back onto the market or once you rent it, uh, like I mentioned, in uh, places like Tampa. All right. Across the country, though, we're battling one thing, and that is this number right here, 7.92, highest 30-year fixed rate in 30 years, was hit yesterday. Obviously, after that uh, consumer report, that was hotter than expected, which could actually impact uh, how the FOMC deals with inflation during their end of the month, October 31st and November 1st meeting, uh, pushed the 10-year up considerably yesterday on that news and the 10-year continues to uh hit its highest peak since 2007 here today uh if we just take a look uh even just at the last the last 24 hours here we're still continuing a slight increase here on the 10-year up to 4.871 i would expect the 30-year to maybe even push higher than the 7.92 
today uh, that we saw yesterday when it, when the reading comes out later today on Mortgage News Daily. Uh, stock market today here for the live uh, folks is down again. Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ all down. All right. Uh, let's start here to the Wednesday. Let's have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the hot sheet live, 930 on the east, 630 on the west. Until then, toodaloo.